Oh.
Amen. Come on, let's give God a praise for the grandparents. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We definitely want you all to be blessed. We just thank God for the grandparents, those who just continue to to guide us and lead us. Amen. Those of you who still have both of your grandparents, just truly, truly give God honor and praise for that. I wish I could call my grandmother and wish her a happy grandparents day, but I thank God I still have my grandpa. Amen. So hallelujah. So on behalf of Kingdom Kids, grandparents, grandpas, grandmas, we love you. And I would like to call up Amari Refuge. He's going to present a grandparents poem. Hello, everyone. I'm going to read a poem uh, called Grandparents Love. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's always there to comfort you, especially when your day changed from shiny to blue. Blessings and praises easily rolls from their mouths, mostly due to there being no kids wrestling in their house. Greetings of humbling kisses and hugs, welcoming the notions of the Lord's presence from above. Asking how long do I have my babies, but in the back of their minds, they're setting a clock on how long they will be going crazy. Grandpa's smile is turning a different way when he hears that we have an overnight stay. Morning rise and kiddos still sleeping. There goes grandma singing and peeping. Enticing smells from the kitchen awakens your eyes with good morning, oh, good breakfast fixins. Here comes mom and dad knocking on the door. Grandpa sliding our bags and raising the touchdown sign as if he scored. Grandma sends us off with a warm hug and kiss. This is the kind of love that I will never forget. Thank you for always being there for us and giving us someone who we can always turn to and trust. Blessings and love for all the grandkids. Thank you. Amen. That was an original poem. Amen. All right, so without further ado, can we please just have all the grandparents in the house stand this morning? It's an honor. Grandparents, it was like y'all had to think about it. Like we was going to send all the grandchildren to you. <laughs> Amen. So, Kingdom Kids, let's present our grandparents with their gifts. Hallelujah. Thank you, grandparents. We love you. Don't you sit down yet, Miss Elizabeth. Stand up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, you guys. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for the grandparents that are here, those that could not be with us this morning. We thank you. We honor you. Elder Blackburn, happy Grandparents Day. Hallelujah. So now, without further ado, we have a video. Amen.
Hallelujah. I thank God for Trifina. I thank God for both her and Ian being here. And like I said, when you're on a journey, you know, just we just heard a little bit. <laughs> you know. But when you're on a journey, you wonder if it's ever going to be over. You know, but that's why you got to keep standing on the solid rock. You know, because when you step off, you don't know what's going to happen. You can prolong that journey or it can get even worse, you know. But we thank God for being their keeper. I say we thank God for being our keeper. Our solid rock. Amen. And sometimes when we step off and we find ourselves sinking, it's time to get back on the rock. It's time to get back in place. You know, uh, I heard the thing say, why do they call quicksand quick? You know, because you sink so slowly. And why do I say this? Because when we step off the solid rock and we begin to sink, we don't even realize we're sinking. We think we're doing all right. Before we know it, we done got stuck so bad, we need some help to get out. You know, so it's good to stay on that solid rock. They may call it quick, but it's a slow process when you're falling away from that rock. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, Lord, for all that's been done and said. Lord, all the the testimonies we received and heard this morning, God, Lord, for the worship that we've been able to share with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, just lifting up your name, not singing to one another, God, but our our praises to you, God. We lift it up to you, and we, we ask you to continue to have your way in everything that we do here on this morning, Lord. God, that you would be in this word, Lord, that you would help us to hear and to receive, Lord, from your spirit. Move me out of the way. Lord, as I yield myself as your vessel, God, to speak the words of life, the words of truth, Lord, that we may be able to stand on your word, Lord, and receive all the benefit that you have in store for us. We thank you right now, Lord. Even for living in such a time as this, we thank you for every opportunity you set before us. We thank you for your grace and your goodness, Lord. We thank you for even the ups and the downs. Because it's in those down times, God, that we learn and we grow and we're strengthened and we're challenged, God. We learn how to pray, Lord, and how to endure. So we thank you even for those places, Lord, because we know that you're there in all of them. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. Children going to class today. Are they staying? Okay, we release them to the classes. Amen. As we prepare to get into the word. Let God have his way in us. Amen. We thank him for his goodness. We thank him for his grace. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad God is God. Amen. You know, because he's, he's the same, as the scripture says, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he, he's not changing. Right. Remember, he's calling us to a, a, a better place and a, a closer relationship with him continually. Amen. So, again, we greetings. We're just glad to be back in the house of God as always. Amen. It's a blessing to to, you know, just come together with the saints of God and to be able to share our faith and be challenged one of another by his word, amen, and, and by our living. You know, we know that God is good. 
Amen. He's concerned about all the things that what concern you and I. So we trust him. Amen. And we stand on his word. Amen. So we allow him to get on out, get to his place. You know, but I want to open this morning by, you know, just acknowledging that we as people can be very impatient. Amen. Am I, am I talking to anybody this morning? If you found yourself being impatient in anything, just raise your hand. If I get a little participation, say, uh-uh, it's taking too long. Hmm? Too long. <laughs> Johnny got both hands up. Especially in the times of pressure and struggle and difficulty, we just want it to be over with. Amen. I mean, we find ourselves getting impatient and, and, and beginning to wonder what is going on, amen. And we can be so very anxious to the point that we begin to look for other options. Help us is right. Amen. We, we start, you know, we're we looking for other options to eliminate our distress because we don't like being in that place. Right, we we just hey, we just want things to roll and just keep on moving, you know. But we got to recognize that there's a purpose in the waiting. Yes. Amen. amen. And we're gonna talk about some of that this morning, amen. Just realizing that everything ain't gonna go on my time or your time or my way or your way, amen. You know, because recognizing that God's way is what the right way, the right way, the best way, amen, for us, amen, as we call ourselves His people. You know, so we need to recognize it, man. Maybe, you, maybe you're not experiencing it now, but have you ever experienced that feeling of just, Amen. can I just get out of this place? Amen. Can it just be over? Oh, you, yeah, I, mean, I, I know I have. I mean, it, it seems like the more you want it over, the longer it takes. <laughs> you see, so I know I'm talking to the right people this morning. Amen. Because we, we, we don't like being in them situations. Amen. It, it, it just makes us more and more anxious. Amen. And sometimes we, we, we find ourselves, we try those alternatives and those other ways out, amen, because we're tired of waiting for God to do something. So we find another way. And, and Ebony, have you ever chosen to do it your own way only to find out you just made it worse? Amen. You just added to the drama, added to the mix, thought you were fixing it and you only made it worse. So it makes sense, amen, to just throttle back and learn how to wait on the Lord, yeah. amen, because there is strength, in you know. So we're going to talk about the strength of waiting this morning. You see, sometimes we, we feel like uh, I'm waiting, but see, there's this strength that comes when we really learn how to wait on God. Thank you, God. And then if we just learn that there, there's a purpose for the waiting. See, because if we got everything right now the way we wanted it, most of us would probably be weak as water. Amen. Not able to endure anything. Amen. Not to, able to stand through a test, a trial, a struggle. Amen. To, to share or to help somebody else with our testimony. Amen. Or where I was and what I was going through. But look what God has done. But through the waiting, and it, it teaches us to trust him. Yes. It teaches us, amen, to, to look at him, amen, and recognize that he does no more than we do. I was sharing with my wife the other day that I heard a commentator on the radio as I was driving. And he was talking about one thing. We talk about, you know, how God is all-knowing and all-powerful, amen. And, but he began to talk about the intelligence of God. 
you know. And sometimes we think about all his power and all those things, but how often do we think about the fact that God is the most intelligent being, and even Jesus was the most intelligent man that ever walked the earth? We thought we knew something, but he knew all things. He knows something that we won't know until we get there, and that's the future. Amen. See, so if you knew that someone knew the outcome and they had you, your best interest in heart, would you be willing to wait on them? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it just depends on how my flesh feels. <laughs> it just depends on how long it's going to take. You know, but, you know, so I, I want us to look at the, the main scripture I want to talk about this coming from this morning. Amen. Because there's things that we do and then we look back and we wish we had waited. Isn't that right? So coming out of Isaiah 40. Oh, thank you, Lord. I mean, I think about that even in my life. Amen. You just throttle back a little bit. You know. But Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31, one of my favorite passages. Amen. Familiar to many people. Amen. But it says, Hast thou not known? You know, when I read that, I think about what Pastor Lynn was talking about, I think it was last week when she talked about, you know, when did we forget that he was what? The king of the world. world. But sometimes we in our situations, we forget because we get anxious. But he said, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, listen to all that, faint not. Huh? He fainted not. Neither is weary. Now, look what it said. Hear, hear what that's saying, because it means a whole lot. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. He's steadfast. He's consistent. Amen. He's always the same. Amen. Today, yesterday, and forever, the scripture said. said, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. That's me and you. You know, because we, we become faint in different circumstances and situations. But he said, he gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Huh? See, when you realize that you ain't got no strength, just call on the name of the Lord. Just trust him, man, because he'll give power, amen, to us in our weakness. The scripture talks about when I am weak, then I am what? Made strong, amen. When I, but first, I got to acknowledge my weakness. And something that a lot of people don't like to do. They don't like to show their weaknesses. You know, remind me of Elder Blackburn. Dad is a character. I love him, but he, he is a character. And, you know, and they have these care people that come in to check and see how he was doing over the last few weeks. You know, and, and we're there with him, you know, morning, noon, and evening a lot of times. And, and we know his struggles, you know, to get up, to get move around. Because when he came out of the hospital, he had lost a lot of strength. But when they come in to evaluate him and they ask him to get up, boom, he's up. How do you get over? How how you make it to the bed? He, he, you know, why? Because and it's funny because I I, I talked to him about it after them saying like, Dad, now we see your day to day struggle. We know what your struggle is. We're here helping you and assisting you continually. But when they come and ask you to do something. All of a sudden, you got strength that we know not of. <laughs> and, and when they leave, that strength is gone. You know. And I was telling him about this. And, and it's funny because he, I was talking, and then we talked about some other things. But and he started laughing. 
And he had moved on from that, but he was saying, what are you laughing for? Because I just got him some nice cold ice water. I said, that water that good? He said, no, I'm laughing at what you said. You know, I kind of know where he's going. I said, what, what part? Because we were having a discussion, you know. And he said about how I don't let them see my weaknesses. He said, I, I thought that's how this worked. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. I thought that's how it works. But I said, Dad, no. They need to know your real struggle so they can get you the right help. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. See, we don't like to let people know our struggle. We don't like to let people know our weaknesses. We don't even like to let God know our struggles and our weaknesses. So therefore, we miss out on the help, amen, and the strength that can come because we're being real. There's no time. I, I love that song that we went over before we left, amen. What was it? Do y'all remember? The one that Pastor Linda preached to him? It's what? It's okay not to knock over the clock. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay, because there's times in all our lives we ain't going to be okay with everything. But the important thing is to learn how to stay and wait on God in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of that place. Because look what it says in the 30th verse, even the youths shall faint and be weary, even the young people. Amen. And, and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall, but they, who are we talking about? I hope we're talking about us, right? He said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, not might, not could, but if we're waiting on the Lord in our struggle, we're waiting on Lord, the Lord in our weaknesses, in our fears, in our anxiety. If we wait, he said, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. But what's the remedy? How do we get there? The scripture just told us. But they that what? Wait upon the Lord. See, when you wait on him, strength is on the way. You know, as even as I'm saying this, I'm reminded of when, when Jesus went into the garden. That final night before his crucifixion. Amen. And he had set the, the, the apostles apart, amen, to pray. And then he went, amen, a little deeper into the garden to pray. And he began to pray. And the scripture says he prayed like sweating. I mean, his prayer was so intense. Amen, it was like he was sweating drops of blood. That's intense prayer. Amen. And he said, not my will. Everybody said, not my will. That's the place we meet God. That's the place we meet the strength. Because the scripture says that after he made that declaration, but thy will be done. See, when we get to that place where, Lord, not my way, not my will, but your will be done in my life, he sends us the strength. Because the scripture said at that point, the angels came and ministered unto him. To give him the strength not to get out of the situation, but to go through the situation. Amen. And come out victorious, even though someone said, well, how was the victory? He died on the cross. Did you read the rest of the story? Hallelujah. There was a Paul. There was a, there was a commentator on the radio years ago, saw Paul Harvey. He would always say, page two. The rest of the story. Somebody didn't get to page two. Amen. Because he rose up and said, what I'm saying is when you trust God and you in, allow him to give you the strength to go through, there's going to come a rising up in your life. Amen. And your day is coming, amen, that you're going to rise up from that situation and God is going to get the glory, not because of what you didn't go through, but because of what you did go through. 
because of what you did endure, amen, and because you waited on him in the midst of it, through going through the trial, the trouble, going through the trial, going through the test, you waited on him, amen, and he's the one that sends our strength. See, God is right there. One thing, I, I just love the fact that no, amen, that he is right there. As I was preparing for this, I came across a quote from well-known well known pastor Charles Stanley. And he says this, our willingness to wait reveals the value we place on the object we're waiting for. Our willingness to wait, or your willingness, or my willingness to wait, is revealed by the value we place on what we're waiting. So if you don't value a thing, you're not going to put in much time waiting. You're ready to move on. Uh, you don't value that job. You don't value that marriage. You don't value, you know, whatever it might be. You want to just, because your ability to wait, your willingness to wait on God. See, as Christians, that's the main thing we got to wait on. Not on uh, this person to change or that person to change. It's not waiting, but it, we're waiting on God because he's the one that's going to do the work. And if we're patiently waiting for him, amen, he said we will not be disappointed. We will not be put to shame. We will not be let down if we would just wait on the Lord. Amen. So as I thought about this. I'm thinking, you know, we wait. And all of us in our lives have to wait for something. In fact, I would venture to say we wait on different things every day. Every day, whether we recognize it or not, amen, we, we wait because sometimes we recognize that everything ain't in our power, That's right. Right? That's right? So, you know, just some of the things I, I thought about, we wait for payday. It might be two weeks, it might be once a month, we're waiting on it, right? Because you can't do nothing but what? But if you don't wait, you don't get, you just, I'm, I'm tired of waiting to get paid, I quit. Right? I'm just thinking about that because when we get tired of waiting on God and we quit, where's the payday? You know, also, amen, we wait in lines. Uh, this one I know we all have to admit to. We wait in lines for fast food. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! See the oxymoron? We're waiting in a long line. I mean, when they opened the new McDonald's, the line was out in the street. Some of y'all wait in line just to get a cup of coffee you're paying too much for at Starbucks. Come on now. We, we wait, and we don't even mind waiting because we place value on that burger. We place value on that Starbucks brand of coffee. And we wait in line for it, amen. And, and we don't mind spending that time waiting on that natural thing. Hello? Come on, y'all. We wait. You know, we, we wait in the ER or at doctor's offices, even though we don't want to be there. Because we know they can provide a service that we need because I'm ill. I need to know what's going on with me. Amen. I need something. So I need somebody's help. So I'm going to wait in this waiting room. If it takes two hours or long, how many of us have ever been to the emergency room? Let me see your hand. Now, you, most of us, when we go to the waiting room, we end up spending anywhere from two to four hours or longer for how much service? A few minutes. Okay, oh, yeah, let me check this. Let me check. Okay, out again. They, then, then you, after you, they get you to the room, you wait. Then the doctor comes in for two minutes, and then you wait. 
We wait on test results. We wait on, and then we, so, but we sit in there. Why? Because we value their knowledge, their insight, their help that they are going to provide us. We value that, so we wait. But when is they waiting on God's knowledge? God's ability to help us. And it's, but we quit. We don't, we, we don't want to wait that long. Amen. And then here's one of the things that get me, I, you know, I find myself there, I question myself. You know, we wait at stoplights every day. Right? And sometimes the person in front of you is so busy waiting, or they, they're tired of it, and got on their phone. The light doesn't turn green, and, <laughs> and they're still on their phone. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Honk your horn, right? Wake them up. Get their attention. Long City on, on, on the, the, the man from that movie, you know, mm-hmm. unhinged. Don't be blowing at everybody. You know, some of them lose their line, lose their, But we wait. Sometimes we're waiting in our car at two in the morning at a red light and you're nobody else around, but we've been conditioned. Uh, right? Anybody been there? You're, you're in the middle of the night. Ain't another car in sight, especially in Oak Harbor. But, but, but we still stop at that light and wait. And you might not be paid. You be, come on, I got to go. But you don't want to go to that light because as soon as you go to that light, you don't know if one of Oak Harbor's finest is sitting in the cut somewhere waiting to see somebody Go through the light, even though they're the only one on the streets. So we wait. So don't don't tell me we don't know how to wait. You know we wait on we wait on our packages from Amazon, right? You done spent your money, and now you trusting that they're gonna send you what you paid for. Because you value that item. You know, and, and look, let's 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 be honest. We can trust Amazon, right? You know, we we trust that it's going to show up. You know, because we know Amazon. Amazon is reputable. They're one of the largest shipping companies, you know, in the world. They get stuff there in two days, sometime in one day. They can get it to you. But if it don't show up, you know, when they they they, they give you a reference number. Amen. A confirmation number they give you. They give you a tracking number so you can go online and you can see where your stuff is and how close it is coming. If it's got to Washington yet, if it's got to Oak Harbor, if it's out for delivery. So you can trust that, right? Because why? And if it don't show up, they offer you, they got a guarantee of full reimbursement. So we can wait on that because we put value in that. We trust what they said. And they come through most of the time. Not all the time. But most of the time. And even if you get the wrong thing, you can even send it back. Mm. So when we think about that, we can trust that. What, what, what does the Lord offer us when we wait on him? Huh? Amazon, he got to at least be able to outdo Amazon. Right? So let's think about some of the things that, that the Lord promises us if we wait on him. The first one I want to look at is the redemption of sin. 
because he paid it all by the blood of Jesus Christ. See, you didn't have to, Amazon, you got to pay. But you don't got, you, you, you don't even have to pay for, for this. You just receive it. Amen. Because Jesus already what? Paid it all. Amen. So that's, that's a good benefit. Amen. A promise from God. He would just do that. Then he sends the Holy Spirit to abide in us. Amen. So that we don't have to do it of our own strength. If we just wait on him. Amen. He sends us the Holy Spirit. Amen. To abide in us, to strengthen us and to keep our lives on track. So if we just if we just obey his word. Amen. He's also got a tracking system for us. Amen. You see, how you doing? Where you at? Amen. And when you compare yourself to the word of God, are you on track or off track? Are you where you should be? Are you way in left field somewhere and you need to get back on track? It's Holy Spirit to help us understand that when we pick up and begin to read the word of God. But because that's what the other things that he offers us is the, the anointed word of God. Amen. And his promises that he has spoken for us from the foundations of the world, amen, to help us, to guide us, to direct our lives so that we can be able to live, get this, without sin. Amen. Because why? He's there to give us strength in order to overcome these things. He also guarantees us entry into the new heaven and the new earth. Uh Amazon can't get you there. Come on now. Huh? But he offers us that, amen, if we would just continue to follow his word and obey his word, faithfully wait and trust in him, amen, he says that we will be able to rule and reign with him, amen, in the new heaven and earth in the time to come. But he also promises, amen, that, that he can change things for us in the here and now. Amen, if we just begin to understand and hear him, what he's telling us, amen. You know, I believe this, that life is too short to take it into our own hands. Right. So what do you mean, Pastor David? Who else is going to, who else going to, you know what? Uh, the best thing for you to do, the wise people put their life in God's hands. Yes. Uh, why? Because when we take it in our hands, we don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what's going to happen in the next two hours. But God knows all things. He knows the eternity, amen, and all of its chapters, amen, and all the details of it. He knows it all. So the best place to put our lives is in his hands because, amen, he's not going to make a mess of it. But how many of us have already made a mess of our own lives at times? You know, trying, trying to do it on our own because we were, we were tired of waiting on him, amen, because he wasn't moving fast enough or doing it in the way that we want to do it, amen, no. Life is too short. It's way too short. Amen. For us to be taking the risk of managing ourselves. But when we give it to him and say, let the Lord order our steps and direct our course. Amen. We know that, you know, he's concerned about our welfare, our good. Amen. He's making ways for us. Even when the struggles come, he allows things to come in our lives to strengthen us. Amen. And then when we accept things and we allow things in our lives that wasn't God's plan or purpose, what happens? He comes along to give us the strength Thank you, God. to help Thank us through God. it. So either way, amen, we got help on board. Isn't that right? Help. How many of us can use some of that help? Amen. Amen. We just keep on trusting him. Amen. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to try to do everything on my own. Amen. Amen. We, we got to know how to pray and call upon the Lord. Mm. He knows what's coming. And if we just trust him. You know, even you know, on Friday, I was talking to 
one of the nurses that had been coming to see dad every week. And, you know, as they're closing out, but she was saying, but, you know, if he's still having issues with swallowing or issues with anything else, you know, it's always good, you know, to get a second opinion. Isn't that right? You know, and, and, and many of us say, man, we, we like second opinions. I mean, how many of us ever got a second opinion about something that was going on in our life, health-wise or whatever? We, we get a second opinion. As long as we remember what? That it is an opinion. Unless they can actually base it on some empirical data or experience or, you know. But opinion is just an opinion. Amen. And sometimes, you know, why am I going down that road? Because sometimes we, as God's people, when it comes to his word, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on this one, but you know. We look for a second opinion. Right? And see, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's just like that. I know it says that, but I just don't. So I, I, I want a second opinion. I want to find somebody that agree with me that they don't mean what it meant. It don't mean what it said, you know, so because God understands. Yeah, he understands that you don't want to follow what he said. That's right. Come on, you know, so sometimes we want, a second, we want a second opinion when it comes to the word of God. But God is not operating on opinion. He's operating on truth, facts, knowledge, and his power and authority, amen, to do whatsoever it is that he desires to do in your life or in mine. But we got to trust him. We got to wait on him, amen, in order to, to get us to that place, amen. You know, when it comes to God's word, it says line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. In other words, what it's saying, it backs itself up. If you just dig deep enough, if you look close enough, the word verifies itself. It doesn't base on opinion. It verifies itself when it says what it says. And we got to get to that place to trust him in all things. Amen. We, you know, we couldn't put our lives in a better place than in the hands of the most high God. You know, we, we, we get anxious and we desire to do, you know, I was thinking last night as I was going over this, I was thinking, you know, even Jesus, you know, had to wait. Sometimes we don't think about that. You know, can you imagine as a child, you know, as Christ being born with all the power and knowledge and ability that rested in him as a two-year-old? But he couldn't unleash it. I mean, he, he was able to hold it down until he got to age 12. Then he, he, he kind of let it seep out a little bit when he stayed behind and, and went to the temple and started teaching the priest, you know, his parents had to go, what are you doing? He said, didn't you know I'll be you know, about my father's business? But it wasn't his time yet, so he had to stop. But, you know, all that is beginning to seep out at age 12 when he had an opportunity. But then he had, to, he had to reel it back in and wait until he was 30 years old to allow his ministry to come forth. Can you imagine, you know, holding back? When you see crazy stuff, when you just want to have fun as a kid, you know, you, you, sometimes you just want to mess with people. You know, I'm watching them make this tree grow, and these kids ain't going to know what happened. So, you know, I mean, he, he could have done any kind of thing. But he just, he just held it down, held it back, 
waited until his, how many times, even, even when his mother would come to him times after he began his ministry, or even before he began his ministry, and she would want him to do this, that, or the other. What did he tell her? My hour is not yet come. It's not time yet. Hallelujah. It's not time yet. So he, he learned the skill of carpentry and using his hands, even though he could have just spoke things into existence. But he was operating in his full humanity when he was in the flesh to be an example to us. Although he had, you know, the Bible tells us that the fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. That means in his body was the fullness of the power of God. He could have did whatever he wanted. But he knew how to wait on the plan of the Father. Not time to release it. Why don't we wait on the plan of the Father in our lives? And the more we do that, amen, the more we begin to see, you know, the, 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 the results that God wants to come forth in our lives but the problem arises when we become impatient so we begin to look at the world for second opinions or you know concerning our life amen we become weary of waiting on god but there's strength in waiting just one more day and tomorrow one more day because you can't rush it how many of us love to be able to rush time when you're going, now, now, when things are good, we ain't in no hurry. Right? You know, we can just stay in that place forever. But when things are crazy, you want to accelerate or exit stage left. But just wait. God knows where you're at. God knows what you're going through. And he is, he, he is so in love with you, amen, that he's working it out already. But while he's working it out, he's working something within. He's working on your strength. He's working on your patience. He's working on your faith. He's working on your endurance. He's working on your testimony. If we would just... Wait on him and allow him, amen, to bring the strength, amen, because the strength comes, amen, after we wait. You know, it comes, and not just after we wait, but in the midst of waiting, we're built up, we're strengthened, amen. So, so we can't continue to allow ourselves to compare ourselves to those in the world, amen. We, we begin to look around and we begin to see and feel like, you know, Maybe we're here. You ever feel like you're missing out on something? <laughs> she said, mm-hmm. you know, if I could just, and I'll let you fill in the blank. Okay, but sometimes we as God's people, we feel like we're missing out on something. But I'm going to tell you something. You ain't missing out on nothing but trouble. All this is, 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 is going to perish, amen, with the using. But, so we got to stand on the promise of the word of God. Look at, look at Psalm, what David said in the Psalms 27. Verse 13 and 14, he says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But he said, I had fainted. Why? Because he, you know, but hear what I said earlier. He wants to bless us even now. You know, to be able to see the goodness of the Lord. He said, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have quit. That's what it means to faint. We're not talking about physically passing out or losing consciousness, but spiritually, emotionally, checking out. I'm done. I I can't. But he said, unless I believed, in other words, he had faith 
to believe that he's going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, sometimes you're like, well, we just got to wait till we die for things to get better. No, that's not what the scripture is teaching. He said he can and we will see the goodness if we just wait on God. In the 14th verse says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Huh? Be of good courage. Don't, don't, don't faint. Don't, don't give up. Don't quit. He knows where you are. You know, and, and he's working things for what? According to his purpose, according to his plan, for your good, for my good, even though oftentimes, and I can say that truly, oftentimes, it don't feel good. Huh? It don't look good. Amen. But it is good. Galatians 5, 5 through 7 says this. For we, through the Spirit, wait. How? Through the Spirit, wait. That's what, in, in other words, your spiritual connection with God. Looking at things from a spiritual vantage point. Having a spiritual focus. Amen. Allowing the spirit that rests in you to lead you, guide you, and trust God. through the, Because in our flesh, oh, we out of here. <laughs> you know? And I said, see, we through the spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. He said, you know, it's not about the outward stuff and all this. That's what he's talking about, the circumcision, because they were challenging some of the, 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 the Gentiles who were coming to him. And they were saying, well, you're not circumcised. And Paul had to correct them and let them know, wait a minute, we're not talking about that stuff. That's fleshly stuff. We're talking about spiritual stuff. Because you can be circumcised or uncircumcised and you still mess up. Amen. You can still try to hold the old covenant. So he's helping the Galatians to understand don't hang your hat on that. Amen. Because it doesn't mean anything. You know, uh, you know, we we you know, we came up in the holiness church, you know, when we got saved. Amen. And they had us, you know, and I'm not bashing anybody, but I'm just talking about my experience. Amen. But, you know, they had us, you know, how we dressed and what you wore and all that made you holy. But we knew the but we knew the inside story. Amen. But it looked good on the outside, but it was a mess going on on the inside. Amen. Amen. So it's not the outward appearance. Amen. But he's looking at the inward man of the heart. Amen. He's looking at those things. He said through love, verse number seven, he, he's speaking to me. He said, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? See, you started off good. Started off waiting, patient, trusting. Amen. You were doing well. You were doing good. But somebody along the way, something along the way came in and, and got you off course. He said, Who, who's, who's, who's hindered you? Who's ear? Uh, who you've been giving your ear to? You know, what you've been looking at online that looks so appealing and, you know, what, what is it that, that has your attention more than that's caused your, your, your running after Christ to begin to wane and to fall short? No, 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 no. He said, we got to wait on God. You know, and then we, even in the next chapter, Paul, you know, goes along this in verse number seven. You know, he says this, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall 
he also reap. Amen. So you're sowing crazy, you're going to get what? <laughs> we don't want crazy. Right? But sometimes we sowing crazy. Amen. See, so we want blessings, we got to sow. We want, you know, so it's whatever you, you putting out there is what you're going to get back. He said, you shall also reap for he that soweth to his flesh. What do you mean? I'm doing everything to please my flesh. I'm doing everything to satisfy my flesh. I'm doing everything, amen, that the flesh desires, wants, and craves. Amen. I'm sowing to my flesh. I'm feeding my flesh. He said, he that soweth to the flesh shall, what? Reap corruption. None of us want that. But guess what? That's, that's what the recipe will produce. When we sow to the flesh, we will reap corruption. Then he goes on to say, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. In the ninth verse, amen, he says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season ye shall reap, he didn't say might, could, or possibly, he said, you shall reap if you faint not. See, sometimes we, we got to look at that. That verse says a whole lot to a whole lot of people. You know, I remember who was it? One of the pastors, we went to a conference and, you know, and he was saying, it's okay to think about quitting. He was talking to pastors and leaders. He thought, it's okay to think about quitting as long as you know you won't. I think it was Tony Barnett when we were in Arizona. And he was saying that. He said, it's okay to think about quitting as long as you know you won't. Why? Because the scripture is letting us know Amen. Don't be weary in well-doing. I mean, we've talked to people over the years, and, and we ask them, what's going on? What happened? You know, are, are they disappointed in this, that, or the other with God? Amen. And the, the reality is they got tired of waiting. I did good. I, did, I followed the word. I did this. I did that. I did the other thing. And look at my life. Look at my situation. Look at, you know, it's like, okay, you got weary. So you decided that you're not going to do well no more. <laughs> you know, I, I'm tired of doing the right things and not getting. Lord Jesus. Am I talking to anybody? I, I'm tired. Of, I know I'm doing the right thing. I, I, I'm, I'm faithful. I'm committed. I tithe. I support. I go to clean up. Amen. I, I do this and I do that. And I still got trouble at home. I still can't get a good job. You know, everyone's coming against me. It ain't working, so we think. So then we decide, I'm going to quit. But he says, in due season. Due season. See, we can't, just like the natural, we cannot rush the seasons. But when the season comes, it's beautiful in its time. You know, I, again, I keep having these thoughts of things that I, I, we've heard over the years. And, and there was one, I, was, I think it was, um, what was her name? You know, Pavi. I think it was Pavi. I could be wrong. You know, but she was at one of our conferences. She was talking about the rose and how a rose is a beautiful thing. You know, but you cannot force it. Anybody ever try to open a rose? When it's in the bud, when it's closed? Uh, it was Kimberly? Kimberly. That was, you're right. It was. Amen. amen. Yeah, amen. But she began to talk about that rose. Yes. Yes. Amen. And if you try to open it, uh-huh. Come on now. you already know you're going to mess it up. That's right. You're going to destroy it That's right. and it'll be done. But if you just let it unfold, yes. 
Let it unfold. Take its time. If you want to see the beauty of it, keep your hands out of it. And let it unfold. Let it come open as God in his time, his way, his purpose, his desire. Amen. Because when you let it unfold, when nightfall comes, guess what? It'll close up again. Some of them, they close right back up and they open in the morning. See, but when we get our hands in it, see, what am I saying? You got to let your life unfold and leave it in the master's hand because he won't make a mess of it. He won't destroy it. But if we get our hands on it, so wait for your season to come due. Because we're all going through a different season. We all have seasons in our lives of ups and downs and growth, amen, and joy and peace. And now it's time for some more strength to come. So the winds begin to blow. The storms begin to rage. But we got to make up in our mind, I'm going to stand and wait for this season to be over. I can't rush it. I can try to leave, but I'm just going to make a mess of things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of place, out of sync with God, out of joint with where he wants me to be. But if I just let it unfold, if I just keep praying, if I just keep trusting, if I just keep receiving the strength that he has for me. You know, but he said, if we would do it, we, don't, we won't faint. And there it is, that, that fainting again. He don't want us to faint. He don't want us to become so weary that we, we throw in the towel and we give up. But it's sad to say that too many of God's people are fainting. Yeah. Amen. And, and looking for alternatives on every hand. Yeah. And I'm here to encourage us this morning. Don't give up. Don't, give up. don't faint. Amen. But trust him. Amen. Trust him that, that, that he will help us to stand. And Psalms 37, verse 7 through 9 says this. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest. See, one thing we become weary, we don't rest. Because we allow our minds to keep going a thousand miles a minute. Trying to figure out how it's going to work out. When it's going to work out. Think about what's fair and what's not fair. I mean, you know, we, we just go all those places, right? I mean, how come they and I can't? You know, and, and sometimes we come, well, I see this one doing that and that one doing that, but I can't do it. No, because they're going to answer with what they're doing, but you don't want to answer with what they're doing. You know, so we just got to get to that place. He said, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Stop looking around and comparing yourself with everybody else because of a man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Yeah, they might be living wicked, but they're living good. That's the kind of stuff people be thinking. You know, they took all of them spiritual restrictions out of their life and now look at them. And you know what I say to that? I hope they enjoy it now. (laughs) Because they're going to come a day. When they're going to be looking over at you, if they could. I mean, the rich man, he said, can I just send the message to my brothers? It's hot down here. Can I send, can I send, a, just, just, a, it's hot. Can I just give them a warning? Oh, we might be struggling for a season, but there's no ways to be compared to eternity. Remember, he beat Amazon. Man, he's got an eternity in store for you and for me. If we would just hold on. If we would just keep on trusting him, amen. He says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. 
fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. We don't want that. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And he's talking about the new heaven and the new earth. Our inheritance, amen. We just continue to wait on God and trust him in every way. And then we drop down to the 34th verse in that same Psalm 37. He says this, wait on the Lord and keep his ways and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, look at this part, thou shalt see it. You see him living good now. You see him living large, and, and sometimes we, we allow our flesh to envy that, but he said, you know, the day's coming when it's going to change, and you're going to see it. That's right. If you just keep trusting God, keep staying, you, you'll be able to stay and say, thank you, Jesus, I didn't give in. Thank you, I, I, I didn't, you know, allow myself to go down that road. You know, the enemy wants to divide us. He wants to separate us from God and from his word, his ways, his will. Amen. He wants to cause us, amen, to lose hope in the promises of God. But I'm telling you right now, stand strong. Amen. Keep trusting God, believing him, wait on him. None of us are in a condition or position or situation that God does not know about. And he has a way out. He has, you know, as he says in Jeremiah, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Thoughts of good and not evil. Amen. To, uh, to have an expected end. Amen. And that's not an, an, a terrible end. Amen. But an end that he wants to bring to us. Amen. That we might be able to function where God wants us to function. See, the only way the enemy wins is if we give in. But if we wait on God, amen, it's going to be all right. Amen. God's got us. Tell somebody next to you, God's got us. He's got us. Amen. When we look at this and we think about here and, and, and that he sees and he knows. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 15, he says this, all things for all things are for your sake. Now, listen at that. He said all things are for your sake. As Paul is speaking to the Corinthians, he said all these things that we're going through, all these things that we're suffering, all our press and ministry and the work is for your sake. The things that is going on. We're doing it for your, in other words, he's doing it for your good, if I could change that. He said that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound, I mean, redound, yeah, redound to the glory of God. To all these things, amen, and through all that we're going through, that it be to the glory of God. How can God get glory out of this struggle? How can God get glory out of this mess? How can God get glory? If you would just wait on him. When it looks impossible, when it looks like there's no way, and, and, and then God shows up, and you know, and those who know you know, that it wasn't nothing but God. That's how he can get glory out of such something that just seems so crazy and impossible. Amen. If we would just trust him, amen, that it would be down to his glory. And then it goes on to say in the 16th verse, for which cause we faint not. But through our outward man, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Every day, over and over, getting strength from God day by day. For our light affliction, listen, he says, 
I like affliction. Now, see, when someone you going through something and you feel like you're about to lose your mind and someone come to you and tell you, <laughs> don't do it. This is a light affliction. Now, we ain't ready to hear that, right? But Paul is saying even through the things that they went through, he said, our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Think about that. It seems like forever. But he said it's but for a moment. And when we step into eternity and we look back at that year, that two years, that six years or ten, it's going to seem like that wasn't but a moment compared to what I have now. That wasn't but a moment. A twinkling of an eye. If we just keep on trusting him, amen. He said, you know, day by day, amen, so we can get through these things. He said, they work as a far, for, for us a far more excellent and eternal weight of glory. See, if you can endure this weight, just wait for the weight of glory that's going to come upon you. While we look not to the things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. In other words, they're temporary. They're earthly. But the things which are not seen are eternal. See, what you can't see, what God got in store for you, is forever. But see, if we focus on what we do see, which is temporary, we can miss out on what we don't see. So by faith, we got to hold on. We got to trust God and, and believe him for it. Amen. And not be so quick to give up. Become weird. Now, I know we get tired. Your flesh gets tired. Anyway, my flesh gets tired. And sometimes I got to speak to my flesh and say, uh-uh, no. Come on now. Come on now. Am I the only one in here? No. I, I, I got to speak to this thing and say, no, we're not, we not going to. Nope. We're going to do it God's way. We're going to keep focused. We're going to keep the press. We're going to keep believing. We're going to keep waiting on God to work it out, even though it may seem like I don't see the end. It's nowhere in sight. But God sees it. I said God sees it. And he's working to get you there. All he needs is our cooperation. Our yieldedness. To say, yes, Lord, I'm I'm weary. I'm feeling tired. But he comes to renew our strength. So that we can stand in the midst of these struggles. Stand in these times, amen, when we feel like just... Giving up and throwing in the towel. No. Just use the towel to wipe the sweat off your brow and keep going. Hmm? Don't throw it in. Because you got help on the other side. I know I, I got to quit. But there's so much more that God wants for us and has in store for us. But what we see can get us off course. What we feel can get us off course if we allow those things to rule us. But if we recognize it, we accept it, and say, okay, now what would you have me to do, God? When we go to him with our weaknesses, with our fears, with our concerns, now what would you have me to do? And be willing to do what his word or his spirit is directing you to do by waiting on him, trusting him, believing him. All things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord. All things. He didn't leave nothing out. Why? Because he knows the end. He knew the end. Even before you got into the situation, before it came upon you, amen, he already knew. Mm. But the thing is, we don't know. Amen. And because we don't know, 
we might be tempted to step outside of the plan that he already had laid out for us. Stay in the plan. Stay on course. Trust him. Wait on God. Amen. Grab hold of that strength that he brings when we recognize and we acknowledge our weakness. Amen. And keep on pressing. Keep on going. Let's stand. Mm. Let me just stand. I'm going to read this verse to you. Mm. 37, 18, and 19. said, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. He knows your days. And their inheritance shall be forever. Hear that? It won't be temporary. <laughs> like this world. Your inheritance is going to be forever. They shall not be ashamed in evil times. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. He's talking to us and all that he has in store for us. If we just hold on, if we just trust him, everything ain't always going to go like we want it to go. But we know this, that God is on our side. He's got something in store for us. If we just wait on him and grab hold of the strength of his word and the leading of his spirit. Amen. Let's bow our heads as we go before the Lord. And if you're here and you're struggling with waiting, I invite you to come to the altar. Amen. Because we will pray with you. But Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, come on. We know that you're able, God. And Lord, we acknowledge and we admit <laughs> without reservation, Lord, that we do get weary. We do get tired. We do find ourselves impatient. But Father, I'm praying, God, that we would call upon you that you would give us the strength to wait. The strength, the faith to wait on you. On your word, God. On you working things according to your plan and your purpose and not ours. Lord, we pray for these sisters that have come up here this morning. Lord, acknowledging, God, that they need strength in the waiting and I pray, God, the strength of the waiting would come upon them in the name of Jesus. Lord, that they would trust you in spite of what it looks like, 